Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Comics with Kenobi. It is episode number 143, and you don't have to worry about getting those tickets early because we are cheap as free. Hi, Jeff. Geek me all-knowing box sets. Hi, Matt. Uh, we're recording this show before Monday night, so uh, I'm still pretty chipper. Our next show, I might be a little bit upset if I'm not able to get tickets to the uh, first showing because the various and sundry uh, movie ticket websites uh, crashed like they did for Endgame. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I got my fingers crossed. I got my fingers crossed. Uh, I, have a, I have a backup option. Uh, yeah. I'm not able to get these tickets. Pam uh, kind of wants to do the uh, 27-hour marathon that AMC is doing. So... Uh, if I can't get tickets to a normal showing, I'll just do that and uh, probably skip quite a few of those, but just make sure I'm there to watch uh, the sequel trilogy before uh, The Rise of Skywalker opens an hour early. I would get to see it an hour early that way. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, there, 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 there's a perk there. That's actually a pretty good perk, I think. That's, that's yeah. not too bad at all. So, Yeah, I'm going to uh, gun for the, the 6 o'clock showing on that Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, try to get that, that's the... what I'm yeah, that's what I'm gunning for. I, I usually I will do a six o'clock showing on on Thursday night, and then um, the next day, the twentieth, which is actually Pam's birthday, we'll go see it in IMAX 3D. That's been uh-huh. my usual for these, and she's excited about that as well. So, well, that's so cool. are you sure you don't mind going to do that on your birthday? She goes, No, there's nothing I would rather do on my birthday. I was like, I chose wisely. <laughs> nice super so, nice yeah so we have we only have two books to discuss this we have star wars sorry we have journey to star wars the rise of skywalker allegiance issue number two and we have oh, you, you, left, you left out the star wars it's a it's a long title oh, sorry journey to star wars the rise of skywalker star wars allegiance issue number two very good there you go gotcha. and we have return to <laughs> vader's castle number three so before we get into that what kind of news have we got this week uh well let's see uh the September sales uh, have been released, so we have the top 100 right now. Uh, a lot of Star Wars comics in the top 100, only one in the top 50. So uh, oh, Star Wars 71 came in at number 48, and then at number 80 was Age of Resistance, Kylo Ren number one, and 81 was Target Vader number three. Uh, at 86 was Age of Resistance Ray number one. And then number 94 was Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple number one. And that number 96 was Age of Resistance Snoke number one. So we'll see where where uh, where Dr. Afra landed uh, when the full list is out later this week. And of course, you know, you can find this 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 preemptive listing, if you will, on the Twitter feed and on the Facebook page. And we'll have an updated complete listing uh, once we have have those those numbers, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, and you can find them in the same place. Okay, so. No fake. When you when you mentioned uh, Age of Resistance, uh, Kylo Ren, I was thinking of the Snoke book, and then when you mentioned Snoke, I realized I was thinking about the wrong book. <laughs> well, you know, as we said in our review of Snoke, and you read like a, a, a Kylo Ren one shot. It absolutely so. did. So yeah, it's, it says something. Unfortunately, that's just uh, you know, that's that's sort of how it goes. So, uh, also another thing, uh, check the Twitter feed because uh, you know there was some uh, some Twitter discussion last week or so uh, about you know somebody who had found one of the old Chinese Star Wars comics comics adaptations from the early eighties, uh, and it looks you know, it looks like uh, Nick Stember is uh, he started translating these uh, you know to sort of uh, you know give us. Uh, a look at what the at what the Chinese market. And remember, this was in the early 1980s. So, and uh, he started doing this probably two or three years ago. But uh, you know, it's the internet, so all of a sudden, something that's old can be something new. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but we will see. Uh, also, uh, in terms of uh, news, 
Uh, it looks like the John Tyler Christopher uh, variant for uh, Star Wars number 72, or no, 74, actually, uh, has been revealed. And, of course, John Tyler Christopher does these really awesome action figure variants, you know, where the comics look like the cards uh, that Kenner put out. Uh, and the character, the subject, if you will, for number 74 is Paplu from Return Aww. of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So we'll... We'll put a picture. We'll put a picture of that on, onto the Twitter feed. So that'll just be you know, one of one of the variants. So you'll, you know, you should be able to find it with usually, hopefully, no problem, considering it's the flagship title and they they have a big enough print run so that most comic shops can meet whatever requirements are for that variant, if there is in fact a requirement for this variant. So, so it's going to be going to be kind of fun. And uh, of course, uh, we are still awaiting uh, Marvel's January solicitations. Yeah, we do know that Star Wars. Volume three, number one, is due out in January, and we'll also get uh, you know the on the the miniseries Kylo Ren, uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren. But we'll be curious to see if there's anything announced beyond that. All right, and and the new and of course the new Darth Vader series uh, will make its debut in February. February, got it. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Yes, yes. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. All right, is that, is that all the news that's fit to speak? That is all the news that is fit to speak, so why don't we jump into the uh, long-titled Star Wars Allegiance number two. Uh, like issue number one, uh, this is a weekly miniseries, four issues, running through the month of October. Written by your friend and mine, Ethan Sachs. Illustrated by your friend and mine, Luke Ross. Colored by my friend and nobody else's, Lee Loffridge. <laughs> Lettered by everybody's friend, virtual calligraphy's Clayton Coles. Uh, the main cover artist is Marco Tichetto, one of Marvel's young guns. Great, great uh, cover, too. It, it is. It really is. Uh, I picked up the variant cover by Luke Ross and Guru EFX because it showed uh, Finn and Poe. Uh, and, of course, uh, assistant editor Tom Groneman, editor Mark Panizia. And we come in to part two, and it's called Troubled Waters. Because, as we know... Uh, Leia and Ray are hoping to negotiate an alliance on Moncala, and they're in Dax City because they need to add Moncala ships to the Resistance's armada. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, if you don't want to be spoiled, be careful if you're reading the new uh, novella Spark of the Resistance because there is a minor spoiler that's related to this miniseries, and that's all I will say. Oh, all right, good to know. And I'm one surprised. Thing, I'm surprised nobody has found it yet. Well, one thing before we jump in the uh, the opening scroll for this was a really good recap, which sadly I needed because I was having trouble remembering what had happened last week when we read this but reading the words supreme leader kylo ren it it's weird it this i i realize i'm old because the the new cast kylo ren ray finn and poe they all just seem so young to be in charge well you know there is that's a but, path there's a path to promotion you know through leadership no there is and, through and professionalism there, there, and through having most of your organization wiped out. But there is that. Yeah, there is that. And uh, and uh, it's yeah, it's just it's just bizarre. And you know, they're probably all around the age the original cast was when they uh, when they made the the first film. So, yeah, I just I'm finally feeling feeling old. But yes, we open back up on Moncala and uh, pick Beautiful up where we colors. left off. Yeah, I love these palaces with the, with the Quarren that have met Leia, Ray, Chewie, and C three PO and Rose and Rose and yeah and just and Rose yes. Yes, and uh, and it's it's a heck of a way to open up with a dialogue. I'll ask you one last time: Why shouldn't we kill you where you stand? <laughs> and of course, Chewie doesn't take too lightly to that. Uh, you know, grabs the corn. Yeah, unhand me, dry breather. And Rose, <laughs> light, nice forcefulness of Rose here. Don't you dare threaten General Organa. This planet wouldn't still be here if not for her. And then. You know, I got to admit here, Shadkal, he's he's laying out the history, and of course he's citing back to what we saw, uh, you know, in Darth Vader Volume Two, and and of course Star Wars Volume One. Uh, you know, I should gut you, well, if not for your family, if not for your general, my family would not have been tortured and killed under the yoke of Imperial Imperial impression. Easy, Shadkal. It's for the king to decide who to gut. Best to drown them now and save him the trouble, because you know, if you'll recall, you know, the scourge, you know, the burning of Moncala. I mean, we saw it from you know the initial uh, takeover by by the Empire, uh, right? You know, and, and then and then back again, you know, in Star, you know, in the pages of Darth Vader Volume Two, and then again in the in the main issue of Star Wars, you know, where they revisited Moncala. So, you know, to get the fleets that, to get the ships that ultimately became uh, 
uh, you know, the Rebel Alliance fleet. So it makes right. sense, obviously, that Leia is turning to an old friend. But you know, or so clear, she thinks. Well, right now, yeah. But clearly, yeah. there are some people who do not have fond memories of their sacrifice and service. Right. And uh, and Ray does not take kindly to any of this. She, you know, we got this nice whoosh, and she gets her her staff right in the Quarren's face. And I love the look on his face, the way it's drawn. It's on digital page four. You know, he looks very concerned, and it's tough to do that with with the Quarren faces. And so that's that's nice. Yeah, and Ray, of course, says you're welcome. You are welcome to try. Uh, <laughs> she's very brash here. Um, she is very brash, but and, and she seems to be very angry. And and that was and one, I, of, one of the things I, I did not like about the book is we didn't get a whole lot of character development now granted these events take place fairly rapidly so that's understandable and there's more to come we have two more issues but she just always seems like she's almost too itchy for a fight which strikes me it's not ray i have in my notes i don't like the way she's she's written here uh i really do not like it i it it it, it reeks of um the the look that we're seeing in the the star wars issue right now the very naive but she's sort of gone the other direction and she's she's very rash and 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 angry, like you said, angry. It just doesn't doesn't jive with what we've seen. Yeah, yeah. I so just, I mean, we'll see how know, it goes. And, we'll see how it goes in the next few issues. But this issue, I just it did, didn't ring true to me. I just, I, I think perhaps maybe you know it's a sense of the desperation that's settle, settling in. Uh, you know, because they realize that you know this is pretty much a do or die maneuver, and this has got to be done. Otherwise, you know, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So you know, patience is thin. People are uh, testy, but. Uh, you know, and of course, you know she has a reverence for Organa, uh, as right. as as well as she should. Uh, whereas, you know, the Quarren uh, have a history with Organa, so and and the rebellion, uh, and the New Republic, and now the Resistance. So, but you know, but thankfully, uh, the the mood is cut because we have this voice, this the speech, but that's no way to treat an honored guest and war hero. Try to drown them, and it's you who will be fed to the fishes, the big kind. With many teeth, <laughs> you know, and this is where we realize, you know, this is uh, Aftab. This is the son of Akbar. And I didn't, I didn't realize that at first until they they reveal it on the next page. Um, and I and I like that, uh, and I love this page. It's digital page uh, five. You know, these uh, like the the ghosts of Akbar, I guess, as they're they're swimming away. And she she Leia tells him she says, "Your father would be so proud of who you become." And he says, "My father had maybe seen me once since my spawning." His focus was elsewhere, so I, I like that they're 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 acknowledging that yeah, Akbar was not around. He may, maybe this their idea of family wasn't the same as ours, but I like that uh, Aftab understands. He does. He doesn't he does. hold the grudge at all. He's like you know, look, just but I knew him. I studied every battle, every victory. I understand you were with him when he died, and we're reminded of what happened on uh, in the Last Jedi. But I but I like it. Yeah, he's he's sort of he's not bitter about any of it. He just you know he knows he was needed elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and this line, in this line of dialogue, you know, because you know, Leia says, Admiral Akbar was a hero until the very end. I only wish I could have brought his body home. And then, you know, Aftab replies, my father's remains may have been lost in the cold vacuum of space, but I believe his soul is here. So while I humbly thank you for coming here, you don't have to travel so far to visit a shrine. Uh, and, right. And then, of course, that's, you know, we turn around and Leia is looking at the uh, the vessel with her, you know, with Chewie and the others. Just with respect, that's not what I meant when I said I'm here to honor your father. And this is where we get down to business. One point, uh, you know, in some of the uh, reveals I think we've seen uh, for Aftab, I, I think he, you know, there's, there is a picture of him in one of the uh, Rise, you know, uh, the, the, the Rise of Skywalker books, photo books. Uh, of Amon Calamari, <laughs> that that looks just like the way he's drawn, uh, you know, when he first meets Leia uh, in Dak City. So I'm I'm kind of hoping, fingers crossed, that perhaps we will see Aftab in the Rise of Skywalker. Clearly, we'll find out, you know, if their Leia's mission is a success by the end of this miniseries. So there's right. a possibility, but we will see. So, but yeah, and and again, you know, the next page is where we get is where we get petulant Ray that I'm just really not yeah that's not into. Just, yeah, I mean, just goodness gracious. Uh, here we are at the bottom of an ocean on a planet on the other end of the rim from the real action. Just lovely. Uh, you know, and Chewie's, and, and of course, C-3PO provides the context. You know, perhaps General Organa has realized that discretion might be the wisest course of action. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is, this is full-on petulance right here, the way Ray replies. You may be fluent over seven million forms of communication, but you still manage to say the exact wrong thing surprisingly often. Whoa, 
There's no need to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to help. You know, he's been around. He's a spy master, for gosh's sake. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, which I wonder if she doesn't, maybe doesn't know that, though. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> I will say. We will say. <laughs> but from there, we cut to uh, Avidot, Avido, Avidot, with uh, where where Poe and Finn and their crew are. Yes. And they're being fo- they're being followed by uh, Remax and and the crew. Um, yeah, yeah, Waru, and I just and and look at the way this is drawn. This is, I love. This is Luke Ross has outdone himself. Looks like also, Dune. That opening, that uh, top of the page looks like Dune. But also the way it's I colored it. too. Yeah. I mean. This is this is surprising, you know, because it's it, it's got a lot of baseline colors that are eerily similar to one another, but they mesh nicely and they flow. So you get some nice shading off of the peak here, and I, you know, I like this ship a lot. I you know, I I don't recall ever seeing this ship before. I could be wrong. Uh, you know, it does it does to my mind remind me of sort of like a mix of a of a quad jumper, except it's you know obviously a tri jumper. But uh, remember that little uh, you know, and, and that little uh. In the early '80s, when Kenner had those mini ships. Oh, the mini rigs, yeah. Yeah, the mini rigs. It kind of reminds me of that uh, that indoor ship. In oh LA. yeah, the, the mean, Forest you know, Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The Forest Ranger. I mean, you know, it's some people may not see it, but it's just the way I'm seeing it. But I, I really like it, yeah. that. So, I but do, yeah. yeah, so we come back and you know we've got we've got our bounty hunters here uh, from Galaxy's Edge, and ah, uh, there, that's that base is where Finn landed. So that's where we're going to snatch him. You know, you can kill anyone you like, Oru, except Finn. He's worth more to us alive. Well, I guess we don't need him with all his limbs. So. <laughs> He's apparently trying to uh, trying to avenge his uh, his ancestors uh, who lost <laughs> arms in on Tatooine. Uh, possibly so. Possibly so. But so they land. They land, and they said, you know, they, you know, we want to keep keep uh, keep out of range and keep our weapons hot. I don't want them to know who's coming for them until it's too late. And inside, uh, the, the crew, Finn, Poe, and, and, and their crew, have uh, located where they think the weapons cache is, and they're a little confused. And Finn even says, are you sure this was a dump was even a new Republic impound? A lot of it looks like it dates back to the old Republic. And I like that. We get the, 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 the snow speeders like we saw in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So uh, I kind of get where Finn is coming from. And, uh, of course, they, they, they break up. They split up. Uh, Poe goes to look for the uh, the cache of weapons impounded. He says uh, the resistance desperately needs every one of them. So check you check down that corridor corridor. And I love it. BB-8 says something. We don't get a translation, but Poe says, "Come on, buddy, not you too." Yeah, these are these are clearly not happy beeps. <laughs> no. And so the Finn leaves. They leaves Tonkin, poor Tonkin, behind to guard the entrance. And Tonkin is saying, "Guard from what exactly? The wind?" In terms of who? <laughs> And I love this, you know the 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 red the red floor background is just very striking. As uh, Wuru picks him up by the jaw, and is just holding them there with this giant gun. That's I love that image. It's great. And so then we cut back. We cut to Fondor from from there, and it's pretty early in the book. And we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, scenes from uh, the first two locations twice. And I was prepared for just one each, like kind of like we had last time. Yeah. But this one, it's cut a little bit little bit faster and this is is fondor and we have a some poor guy on his knees begging for for mercy you know he says a resistance contingent passed through here but we refuse to assist them and kylo says so you admit you had contact with enemies of the first order we don't know it's kylo ren yet but he says such an act of treason necessitates extreme measures effective immediately the first order will take control of the shipyards and this guy poor guy says but fondor has always been independently run even the empire and that's where we we find out that this is kylo ren he's got his his lightsaber ignited and he says we have learned from the mistakes of the empire they were too lenient and of course cuts the guy's head off he says the resistance is looking to pre- replenish their lost ships and weapons and it is imperative that they find none make sure the word is spread from here and that's all we get and so uh, yeah they're uh, uh yeah that guy has zero chill ren has, none. has zero chill yeah he is uh ren here is embracing the supreme leader aspect of the first order uh, and just, I mean, he's clearly setting by example. And he's not worried uh, about optics at all. At this no, point. well, why would he be? I mean, he's right. the leader. Of the, he's the supreme leader now. And but that's just really brutal, <laughs> just to to cut his you know cut his head off like that. Yes, and and especially when they you know they they didn't help. They they were contacted. But they didn't help. I you know, uh, I guess they were supposed to report them. I guess in some sense maybe you could say that was their 
they're failing. And the, so from there, the very quick uh, scene, we cut back to uh, Doc City, and Leia is about to meet with the uh, the king. And uh, and uh, Asfab says, the king may not have the fortitude to give you the ships and pilots you seek. And Leia says, let me worry about that. And she tells Ray, Rose, and Chewbacca to go back to the ship because if too many outsiders enter the chamber, it could set the wrong tone. And Ray, of course, says, a few hours ago they were pointing blasters at us. Why am I here if not to protect you? And Leia says, Ray, these aren't thugs with blasters. They're politicians. They're much more dangerous. And I love the, the smile that they've, they've, <laughs> that, that they've given Leia here. She says, yeah. don't worry. I know how to handle them. And so we cut into, you know, I guess, the throne room. And what is it with the Moncal leaders that are always sickly? <laughs> I'm wondering about this. And so this guy is apparently Lee Char's son or grandson she calls him um an ancestor yes well but it's only it, been 30 years well but at the same time though i mean you know we don't know how old ekchar was when leechar died and you, and you'll have to recall because if you remember in darth vader leechar was 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 rather young uh you know and and spry and then of course when we saw him in star wars he had been in, in prison for so long you know as a serving as a as a figurehead uh you know not not executed but allowed to live but you know, not in finery. So I just yeah, but calling him an ancestor as opposed to you know whatever their relationship, their their connection was. I don't know. It just it seemed odd to me. But you're well, right. They're they're always they're always sickly somehow. <laughs> heavy lies the crown apparently, but heavier underwater. True, true. And of course, I, I, perhaps by calling him ancestor, I mean you know he may not be the son, or he may be the grandson, or he could be the nephew. Who knows? Right. So I mean, but you know, the meeting you know, does a meeting does not go well. No, not at all, because, uh, you know, the Quarren, you know, they remember. <laughs> yeah. Like Pepperidge Farms, the Quarren remember. <laughs> so, and it, it's pretty good dialogue here. I like what Ethan has written here. You dare speak of sacrifice? We endured those times, tortured and imprisoned under the orders of your own father, Darth Vader. Nice little nod out, you know, to Star Wars bloodline. You know, the Mon Calamari and Quarren gave everything to your cause. That is something we share in common, General Nosor. I'm asking you again to trust me again. The the resistance is in dire need of ships, just as the rebellion once was. The shadow that's falling across the galaxy will fall even through the deepest depths of Moncala's oceans. And then, nice line here from from the Quarren: the resistance is the one that will bring that shadow down upon us. And then, of course, we have Ekchar, General Organa. You ask a lot of people still nursing decades-old wounds. <laughs> we will adjourn until tomorrow. So, Aftab and Leia exit the pond, if you will, and three <laughs> PO. Good, 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 good line here. I think it was needed. I think it was fitting. Well, that certainly was not the most encouraging of political dialogues. <laughs> so, right. You know, and and I think people forget sometimes that you know Leia is a politician. You know, she was born and bred born to be. To it, yeah. Yeah. So, and then that's where we see the skullduggery, because we see the general. You know, the longer Leia and her people stay on Moncala, the more at risk we are. Then, general, let's help show that they are overstaying their welcome. And from there, we cut back to the. And I can, I can just, I can just see the cut scene for that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope that we get uh, get an expanded version of this at some point because there is there's a lot of stuff on here that I like a lot of stuff, especially in this issue. From there, we cut back to Avidot and. Um, <clears throat> a little strange. Finn's face is drawn a little strange on this page, but I, I know who it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it, it is a little strange compared to what we've seen before. But uh, <laughs> Tonkins is showing up. The guy, his uh, sir, it's it's Tonkins, sir. Didn't tell him to go hang back and guard the entrance. And he shows up, and of course, uh, Tonkins, are you feeling sick? You don't look right. What do you mean I don't look right? And I knew as soon as that happened what it was going to be. Do you have any idea how much effort it takes to shape shift properly? Do you have any idea how insulting that is to a Claudette? So apparently. Every Claudite is an actor at heart. <laughs> Think about it. That's the ultimate role. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that she says, you know, it would have been more effective if you get close enough to take the other one out, too. She says, sorry, it was just too good a line to pass up. That's what I, that's why I have my notes. Apparently, they're all actors. And so we get some good action here, and I like the way that this is all taken care of. She, she throws a knife and takes uh, the, uh, the red shirt that's not wearing a red shirt out. Uh, <laughs> Finn jumps out of the way. And from there we see uh, we see Poe and BB-8, and I like I love this because he's they found the weapons cache. He says a smooth mission after all. And he says I just had to say something, didn't I? And I love that we see pew pew, and he says that was definitely blaster fire because <laughs> the only thing that makes that noise is blaster fire. 
And then, then you see Finn, you know, jumping, diving leaping in, into the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, diving. We've got a problem, Bo. Zap. Pew. You know, Finn shoots the uh, door shut. Whoop. Well, that should buy us some time to figure out a way out of here. And of course, the way out is through that door. <laughs> and then a nice dialogue here. Finn, this is your only chance to surrender. You're worth more alive than dead, but we get paid either way. Wait. And then, he, you know, Finn, really, wait, they, they don't know you're here. He says to Poe, that gives me an idea. So, and of course, we cut back to uh, Moncala and nice shot here of the Falcon. I really like the way this is I, done. Yes, I love the way the Falcon is drawn here. And, and and this complaint here, I think, is pretty valid. Everything is getting wet from the sea spray. I can't wait to get off this planet and back onto a world with drier land. <laughs> you know, it, which, you you know, I think she'd be utterly fascinated by this world, <laughs> considering how much exactly. of a dust bowl well, and again, and, and again, this is, I'm not sure I buy this from Ray, because, yeah, that's, she's not, she's not, uh, she's not a xenophobe, and she's never been off of, you know, she'd never been off of Jakku before here, but... Maybe it's just that she doesn't know how to deal with it. It could, you know, and you know, yeah. it, and she's, you know, look. Here's the thing: she, she's under a lot of stress here. Okay, she's she's got a, a fairly heavy burden that she's having to bear on her shoulders. You know, especially with you know with the passing of Luke Skywalker. Uh, you know, and you know because you know, you you have to think people are looking to her. You know, particularly those in the resistance. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Who, you know, and they realize you know what you know where she was. So you know, so that does kind of make sense, I think. But uh, yeah, so and then here come the Quarren. You were warned to leave off-worlders, bringing uh, the cricket backs, cricket yeah, they, bats, and, 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 and they look they look and, they look vicious here too. Yeah, seriously, I love the way like, they're drawn. It's like jets and sharks, literally. You know, it's like it's like a West Side Story going on here. <laughs> and then nice little force move from Ray here. They don't seem in the mood to be very diplomatic, and you see her hand outstretched. You know, she's responding to Rose. We don't want any trouble. We're on a diplomatic mission. Nice tie back. Nice, nice nod. <laughs> so back to a new hope. So, and then you know her staff comes to her, <laughs> and and I thought this was intriguing. It's good for you lot that I don't have my lightsaber. Where is her lightsaber? Well. <laughs> she she it lost might... it. She she didn't still have it, right? I don't didn't recall. It get de- didn't it get destroyed when she and and That's right, yeah, when she and Kylo fought. I mean she yeah, yeah she grabbed it. I guess perhaps maybe she hasn't yet reassembled it. Yeah, that no, that was no, my wait. assumption. Yeah, because yeah, because if you go back, I think if you're right, because if you go back to uh the first issue of the series. Uh, cause she was fighting, remember she was fighting the Anawit, uh, uh, Oh, the, right. She did have it there. So yeah, maybe she just left it behind out of Now I gotta check, cause I'm, wonder, I'm wondering now, I'm wondering now if she did have it there. Cause it just, uh, you know, for someone who is, you know, uh, an adherence to the Jedi faith, you'd think that she would not let that go places without her lightsaber. So now I have to look because I am curious. So I'm going to bring up issue one real okay. fast. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to uh, just uh, have some thoughts on this. Uh, okay, go ahead. Know, Rose tries to stop her. She says, we're on a diplomatic mission. She says, they don't seem to be in a mood to be di- uh, diplomatic. And uh, and I and I love this. This fight, it's on digital page 19, this fight that she has with this Quarren, with the, the He-Man Quarren here, uh, knocking him right out from un- his feet right out from under him. And uh, and they call Chewie, you're, you fur-ridden flotsam. <laughs> and hand us, and he just conks their heads together, then drops them. That's and a great said, line. Yeah, they're very sad, and they're very satisfied as he dropped them. It just made me laugh. <laughs> oh, and I let, I checked. Yeah, she was using her staff in issue one. Okay, that's yeah, that's what I thought. So I, yeah, she just hasn't uh, hasn't reassembled it yet. And uh, she says, uh, General uh, Rose says, General Organa is not going to be happy about this, and uh, she's definitely not going to be happy. I mean, really, really not happy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not happy either. Ray says, and and I love this this move where she just throws whatever she's holding the staff and just knocks like two of them out at the same time. And uh, and I then we we see this uh, there's a there's a, a droid watching all this, viewing all this. So we we see it on a view screen, and then we have we see a Quarren face say, "Open a secure communication line uh, to the code I provided you." But Sir General Masori Rai expressly he says, "Do it, or I will not." Or I'll feed your carcass to cavern eels. I love so, that. I'm like, what is a cavern eel? That sounds that sounds great. <laughs> this world building is great, and uh, and he's he's calling uh, General Hux. 
Yep, this is I, I believe this is a Shaq doll. So, uh, and he says there better be an important reason to reach out to me directly. I do not forgive wasting my time easily. And he says, oh, I believe you will want to hear this, General Hux. I believe this could be of great importance to the First Order, and that's where we get our to be continued. So, and you know what? I like that cliffhanger. That's a solid. Cliffhanger. I do too. I I really enjoyed this issue. I didn't really care. Like I said, I didn't really care for the way Ray was written. Uh, and and in a sense, I don't really like the way the Mon Calamari are being written. I don't like the king being as uh, ineffectual as he is. I don't think that he's ineffectual. I just think that you know, you know that that the he along with the Quarren, you know, those wounds are still fresh. You know that occupation, the suffering that they had to endure, it's still very right. very fresh. So, uh, you know, I, I so I can see why they would probably. Be upset about it. Be, be a bit, a bit standoffish. All right. Well, I guess I, I guess I can. Find, I'll buy that. So, but yeah. Again, I really enjoyed this. I cannot wait to see where it's going to go next week. Uh, and I'm glad we don't have to wait a, a month for the next issue. Me too. You know. I, and here's the thing. I am impressed. Just as and this and this goes uh, for the same for uh, uh, Return to Vader's Castle. I am very impressed that we are basically uh, getting four months and five months of comics in one month. Yes. You know, right. and there it is, is there is no sign of slippage or or hastening. And yeah, no, no uh, corners being cut. At no all. corners being cut. So I mean, you know, we are getting a very quality product from both Marvel and IDW Publishing. So agreed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and now we have uh, Return to Vader's Castle. Sorry, Star Wars Adventures Return to Vader's Castle. Uh, issue number three. And I uh, love on the front, we got Bop Shabop, Little Sarlacc Horror. I... <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to impress me? You put a musical theater reference on the on the cover of your Star Wars comic, and I uh, exactly. I'm on board. And of course, you know, the main the main cover uh, is by Franco Francavilla, uh, you know, as as he did for Tales from Vader's Castle, and he's been and he's been doing from Return to Vader's Castle. And I like what they're doing uh, this go around is each issue's uh, main artist is also getting a cover, and that's the one I picked up, and that's the one by Nick Brokenshire that shows Asajj Ventress, uh, which you know, and, and she's saying, "There's no need to be shy." I won't hurt you, probably. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and then, of course, there's a third cover. Uh, it's a retailer's incentive cover, which is essentially the uh, Francesco Francavia color cover, but it's done in black and white. Uh, look, all right, let's be up front here. If anybody at Disney Plus is listening to this podcast, if anybody at the Story Group is listening to this podcast... You need to take Return to Vader's Castle and Tales from Vader's Castle. You need to bring in Kevin Scott and, uh, you know, Elizabeth Bry and Denton J. Tempted and start making this thing an annual Halloween event on the streaming service. I agree 100%. Make it an animated special, you know, an episode a week all through October. This stuff is perfect because, you know, we have seen elements of horror in Star Wars before in some of the expanded uh, expanded universe novels, like Death Troopers, for example. Uh, you know, it's a big galaxy. It's a scary galaxy. There's some scary things in there. But the way Kevin Scott is striking the tone here, he's doing it in such a way that you have some levity, yet also some, some genuinely suspenseful creepy and dare i say it scary stories and each artistic team you know from the past three issues is really embracing it and just taking his words and having them bleed onto the page in the proper way which is my way of saying this issue written by Kevin scott <laughs> intro and outro art is by francesco francovia Nick Brokenshire does uh, the main art, which is uh, pages 3 through 18. Letterers, uh, letterer is uh, and world design. Uh, I, will, I will admit I am missing Tom B. Long, who uh, has long been uh, the letterer du jour for uh, Star Wars Adventures. But unfortunately, uh, you know, as he tweeted a couple weeks ago, uh, he was told his services were no longer required. Uh, assistant editor and now associate editor, Elizabeth Bry. Uh, editor on this book uh, is Denton J. Tipton. 
And we open up, and we have Lieutenant Hud. <laughs> yeah, call back from last time. He's he slipped his chains. Yes, and uh, he's bringing us up to speed again. He's been he was captured and was being tortured by Venet, and uh, was well, while he was being told spooky stories. And he says, "Uh, it's good says, dialogue. Uh, though. That's him." He there says, "I've the- definitely had better days." Yeah, yeah, that's you know, Vanier, that's him there with the corpse like complexion, the big slicey axe. <laughs> so I was tortured and starved half to death while he kept telling me his favorite spooky stories. As I said, it's not been great. <laughs> but then he says, at least losing all that weight meant I could slip out of my shackles and escape the little uh, Sith Spit's torture web. I took that as a win. Sith Spit is, is kind of a dangerous uh, word to say on a family uh, podcast. Uh, so the only snag. I've now got to sneak out of the most dangerous castle in the galaxy. Uh, and he's standing yes. by the curtain. Please don't look behind the curtain. Please don't look behind the curtain. Oh, wow. You, no fair. You look behind the curtain. You know, then he says, all without losing my head. <laughs> so, and of course, Vanya, you can't hide from me, rebel scum. Oh, really? <laughs> he throws the curtain over Vanya. I thought That's I'd funny. at least try. <laughs> and so he's, you know, Vanya says that the Sith never give up. And he says, well, there's a first time for everything. Why not put your feet up and relax? Do something you really enjoy, you know, like reading or knitting. I didn't know knitting existed in a galaxy far, far away. It does. Oh, my gosh. That's why you've got to read the, the Vi Marathi uh, stories in Phasma and uh, Black Spire. She oh, knits. Well. She, I yeah. mean, she, she knits and, and she makes it's a big deal. You know, and, you know, I have to admit, knitting is it's very relaxing. It helps while away the time. So I'm, I'm just afraid I would poke myself in the eye or <laughs> pulling the legs off of spider flies. <laughs> and although Vanya says, I like you, Mud, you do make me laugh, but we can't change. It's in our nature. Always has been, always will. Have I told you about the assassin who became a bounty hunter? It's <laughs> great, another story, just what I need. She was the same. She never ran away from danger, always completed her missions, whatever the cost. I'm thinking, he's going to tell a story while he's stalking this guy? Why not, you know? Yeah, I guess so. It happens in the movies. So. And we're at, when this is where it gets really cool. We're on Coruscant Underworld, level 1313. Nice call back to the video game that never was. <laughs> And this is where Nick Brokenshire takes over the uh, the 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 art and I love the is, colors on this. The, oh my the god! And the way it's the drawn, it's it, the way this is drawn. It looks like it looks like a throwback to the '80s to me. Of uh, the 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 art style and the colors, I really dig it. It really does, and, you, and it's funny you mention that because the last couple of weeks I've been beefing up my uh, my Volume One collection because uh, you know so I found some issues I was missing and I was going through and reading the originals because you know the omnibus versions are great, but you know they've been recolored and cleaned up. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This one does really evoke, uh, you know, Marvel Volume One of Star Wars. So it re- it really really does. I I like it a lot. And um, so and we here's where we get uh, where the underworld. This is last chance. Give yourself up. I told you I'm innocent. You're gonna, if the innocent don't run, punk. Put your hands where I can see them. And I, and I love the way this uh, police officer is drawn. Uh, the the design and everything. He says I said. He says I'm trying. We look in this poor guy. He looks a little bit like a snaggletooth uh, species, but he's not. His arm is uh, tentacled. He says, something's got me, something's got me, and he just gets pulled pulled away. And uh, the cop is just going, that's impossible, where'd you go? So he calls in precinct control, this is underground officer 2424, the Snivian, he's a Snivian, that's, that's what it was. Suspect has vanished. What do you mean vanished? And can I just say, apropos of, well, something, one of my least favorite things in the world is for me to tell somebody something and then say, what do you mean? And then just repeat back what I told them. <laughs> because my only response is, do you not understand the words or the concept? I just I can, told you. I can make either one simpler. <laughs> Moving on. He says, what do you mean, Van? She's exactly what I said. One minute he's here, the next. And then he gets taken away. And he helped me please. And this is where uh, it, it really, uh, I really love the, the, the look on this guy's face and the eyes, you see the, the, the pinprick pupils on his eyes. And the, whoever he's reporting back to is saying, please respond. And we get a nice shot of the, uh, the, uh, Bic, the Lady Bic uh, razors that they used for the uh, communicators in episode one. <laughs> I knew you were going to appreciate that. Yeah, I loved it. He says, and this wasn't the first disappearance. And we, here's when we meet Asajj Ventress, and she's talking to someone who's hired her. He says, the cops, no, just the latest in a long line. Security officers, gangers, even droids have vanished into thin air. He says, and so you, Lassizi Macron, one of 1313's primary crime lords, come to me. He says, well, because you're Asajj Ventress. Anyway, if anyone can find who's taking these poor saps, it's you. And then this kid who looks like a, like a Thundercat. <laughs> so plus, you're not in the pocket of any of my father's business rivals. And you are? 
And he says, this is Mesa or my son. It's just, I don't see the resemblance because they look nothing alike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're clearly different species. You know, like, yeah, Macron is, uh, is, is sort of reptilian. She's an uh, adopted son. He'll inherit the, for, is it Feroxa? Yeah, the Feroxa syndicate. The Feroxa syndicate. Assuming there's one left. <laughs> and so he tells her, look, people are getting jumpy, blaming each other for the disappearances. There's a gang war brewing and no one wants that. Just, or for the, and she says, or for the Coruscant security forces to start investigating the lower levels. And he says, see, I knew you'd understand. Will you, take, will you do it? Will you take the job? And she says, I will, for the right price. And so this is where the deal done, the bounty hunter got to work, visiting the most recent scene of the crime. And he's already asking her, have you found anything? She's not yet, and I won't, I won't if you keep checking on me. Tell your father, wait, what is it? It's just coming up some kind of dust, maybe a spore. I've never smelled anything like it. <laughs> and this is where we got to go, oh, I think I know what's going to happen. So she says, I need to go. It says, what's happening? It's just goodbye, Masseur. Something in the wall. She cuts through the wall, and it's it's basically just like a bunch of, basically like if you cut in a wall and a bunch of cockroaches spill out, we got a bunch of these toothy animals that come out after her. Yes. Well, what are these things? Do you know? I, I don't, but they're just like rats, essentially. Chorus anti-rats, maybe. And she tells them, you know, gnaw someone on your own size. <laughs> and then a bigger one comes, and she says, oh, you must be the mother. You and your brood are determined. I'll give you that. And then the mother gets taken away by a tentacle. She's up. Ah, it appears it appears help is at hand, or should that be at tentacle? Really horrible joke. I, I think the size ventures is probably funnier than that. I will I will I will uh, ding the, uh, the the writing staff for that one. But uh, <laughs> we can't all bet a hundred, bet a thousand. I, I get it. But uh, then we hear a chomp, and she just says, "Someone's hungry." And then she says, "No need to be shy. I won't hurt you." Probably. probably. <laughs> And she gets sprayed by some dust, and she realizes it's the same spores. It burns, but not as much as my sabers. And I always forget that she uses lightsabers. I don't yes. know why, but I do always forget that she uses lightsabers. And uh, just, just she just starts slicing. And, and dicing. Says, yeah, and she says, maybe you'll, yeah, she, making julienne fries. Maybe <laughs> next time you'll keep those tentacles to yourself, you overgrown, and then she gets zapped. She's shot in the back of all the cowardly, and then she passes out. And I liked it. Whoever shot her doesn't take her her sabers. The uh, the the blades are still there. So that's what's interesting to me. It's something I never thought about. She drops her sabers, and the blades retract. Is that like a safety feature on lightsabers? It could be. I mean, you know, she but, may but have. But she? But she may have to keep the button pressed down while she's wielding them. Maybe, but but uh. Or maybe they're pressure sensitive. And, well, we've seen them be thrown in battle. So I yeah, I don't know. Well, it these varies are, from saber to saber. This is true. These are, these are questions that are probably better not asked. And uh, so the voiceover says, so the bounty hunter's search came to an end. Her prey snatched away from under her nose, and with it, her fee. Oh. And then we see, did the nasty woman hurt you, my darling? And then we see the son, Maisori. Maisori, yeah. You're safe now, back where you belong. And we see these tentacles coming out of a tank. And then we see, <laughs> she might be safe, but you're not. And there's Ventra standing in the doorway, and I love that, in, in silhouette with just her blades visible. Vum. <laughs> I says, how'd you get in here? She goes, you should be more worried about how you're going to get out. And he says, he pulls a blaster, she says, a blaster, really? You shot me once. You won't get a second chance. And then I love this, she says, did you really think I wouldn't recognize that pathetic little tail before I blacked out? And I had to go back a couple of pages to find, he's got, he's got a very small tail. I like that she calls it pathetic. I guess maybe that's a sign of masculinity or something, or, or, or strength in, in his species? Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> so. She says, and as for what's in here, she starts slicing, he says, don't. And then she says, a pet sarlacc, are you insane? And I love the way it's, yeah, I, I can't tell. Is it, is it like in potting soil or something? Or is this what it look, what they look like? No, I think it's, let's see, hold on. It looks like that's just its body and it's, it's sitting out there. Now but I'm I can't bring, really tell. I'm bringing, I'm going to the guidebook. No, that's, that's what it looks like. That's it. Interesting. So I'm I'm looking right at it. I'm looking at the at the guidebook. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's that's what it's like. So it's uh, sort of its feeding tube is kind of in that main trunk of a body. So so yeah. And so yeah, and so then it attacks. But I like the way the, the look of utter shock on Asaja's face yeah, here. Yeah, she's she's worried. Yeah, and those bright blue eyes. I mean, it's like wow, that's kind of cool. So <laughs> well, why wouldn't you be worried? It'd be like having you know like a a flock of Rathars. Right. You know, Sarlaccs are not to be trifled with. I mean, we saw that in the Galaxy's Edge comic with the baby one. <laughs> you know, I mean, good lord. So, <laughs> so, 
you know, these, these are creatures that you just can't contain or control. And, uh, and of course, yeah, that's not going to stop her though. Cause you know, she said, let's see you eat this. And, and Mazer's like, no, out of my way. Mazer, don't, don't hurt her. She's just a baby. Such devotion. But you know, the problem with babies, don't you, Mazor? They have an annoying habit of growing up. <laughs> and of course, it's <laughs> like, well, what, well, sweetie, what are you doing? Especially when fed, ah, crunch. <laughs> Ouch. And yeah. It, yeah. And then, this is kind of legitimately a good question, you know, because, you know, Asajj is, you know, asking, you know, rhetorically, what I don't understand is how one Sarlacc could cover so much ground. People have been disappearing for kilometers around, and you're still peckish. I've heard of a monstrous appetite, but this is ridiculous. And then she picks the, she picks him up and hurls him out the window, uh, down to the floor, down, you know, down to the lower level. And then, oh my God, what a very interesting... Uh, sign because we you know and the way this is drawn the way nick has drawn this is great because we have that middle panel that's sort of like a cone you know following the sarlacc dropping down you know scree and i guess you know the other sarlaccs are hearing the scree and we see all of these little sarlaccs everywhere oh my god the rhodian with the sarlacc in the toilet i know Oh, gross. <laughs> As if I needed more more uh, phobias. <laughs> yeah, this actually this cracked me up. This is this was, you know, that was darkly funny. It's one that's on a on a subway chewing on a guy's <laughs> uh, it looks like a, it looks like a Maz Kanata type uh, creature. It does, doesn't there. it? <laughs> so <laughs> And then uh, Vasage is looking out the window, sounds like you've been busy multiplying all across the city. That would explain the spores. And she says, Lasibi, you should have hired an exterminator. Dooku taught me never to run, but I stopped listening to him long ago. <laughs> in this case, it's a smart move on her part. So Yeah, and they're chasing her. She says, you shouldn't know when to give up, do you? Autopilot <sighs> engaged. Buckle up, girls. You're, you're in for quite a ride. So they've latched onto the ship. And says, unfortunately, like, and, I won't be and joining you. And they've gotten into the ship. Yeah. So. Oh, no, they are. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're in the, they're in the ship. And she says, I won't be joining you. She, she jumps out. I love that they, she jumps out and says, yes, Lassizi should definitely have hired an exterminator. Oh, wait. Self-destruct initiated. He did. Better joke. Much better joke. <laughs> the voiceover says, and so the job completely completed the hunter returned to her employer. I come for what I'm owed, Lassizi. says, what you can't expect me to pay you after, when after what happened to my son? And she says, you're refusing to pay even after I sacrificed my ship? And she says, of course I am. A pity. Especially as one of the Sarlaccs didn't make it on board. But I guess you'll have to deal with her on your own. He says, you can't just leave. Watch me. And we see from outside, he yells Ventress as all these tentacles just take over him. <laughs> and uh, the moral of the story is, he says, so you see, Lieutenant, it's never a good idea to cheat a Sith from their prize. The dark side always wins in the end. I need to find a way out. A way out. And, and uh, Vene finds him. There you are. There must be must... something here, a map of the castle, a hidden passage. And then these droids wake up, defend yourself, defend, <laughs> or a pair of homicidal training droids. Great. Yeah. Great. Oh, my gosh. All just bearing one, lightsabers. Just four when of I them. thought my great day couldn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, four, four sabers. That's true. Uh, Each. So you yep. get a total of eight. So, yeah. So next week is issue number four, and Jabba is the focus. And, you know, based on the cover, you know, and what we know from Return of the Jedi, that must be a Bomar monk. Yes. So. Yeah, in the vault of the living brains. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's a bone wrong. That's exactly it. And, um, yeah, and then we, you know, we get our cover gallery normally. But, yeah, really, really fun story this week on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked about last week's story wasn't really funny. This one is, is just sort of darkly comic. This one had a very Tales from the Crypt vibe to it. Uh, yes. And I really, really liked it a lot. Uh, this yeah. book, yeah, these books are, if I can call them charming, to me, they're charming. They're, they're charming and uh, charmingly disarming and scary. So they are or not scary. You know, I think it's just it's they're just deliciously creepy. Right. Uh, yeah, agreed. So, yeah. So that's yeah, a couple of really good books this week. I would recommend both of these to anybody reading. And uh, so, um, yeah. And what, what have we got next week? Uh, well, we are uh, back to three books, actually. Oh, wow. We have uh, Star Wars number 73. Uh, so, you know, we are careening toward the end of, uh, of this issue, or the series, actually, because it, it, it concludes in November with issue number 75. Uh, we also get Return to Vader's Castle number four, which we just talked about, and that's going to be by Kevin Scott, 
uh, and the main artist on that is going to be Nicoletta Baldari. Uh, and then, of course, we get Star Wars Allegiance number three. I'm sorry, uh, by, what was that? You mean you mean Journey uh, to me. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Allegiance number three? Yes, Jeff, okay. that's exactly sorry, what I, I said. I don't know why you weren't listening. So. I, 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 my, clearly, my apologies. And then we get a couple of trades out. Uh, we get the Galaxy's Edge trade, which is collecting that five-issue miniseries. Uh, and then we get from IDW uh, their Return of the Jedi graphic novel adaptation. Uh, so you know that, that concludes their original trilogy uh, of graphic novel adaptations. And, you know, cool. yeah, and, and it's done in a very sort of uh, animated, you know, Disney-esque kind of style, but not too Disney-esque. And they're great fun to read. You know, it, it, they break no new ground. Yeah, but, but it's the, always fun to get a, hear, see a new take on a story you know and love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, art, and the art is very pleasant and fun to watch. So, exactly. so yeah, that, so, that's right. what we get. Excellent. Well, we'll be back then to talk about that next week. Uh, so until then, that will do it for this edition of Comics with Kenobi. I'm Jeff. And I am Matt. And may the Force be with you. Always. Comics with Kenobi's theme song is Mark Hamill Can Handle by Chris Cape. Check Chris out at chriscape.com and on SoundCloud, on Twitter at Chris Cape, and on Facebook. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here. Stop peeing. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.